Welcome to the Hidden History Podcast with me, Paul Christian. A mysterious female shaman was discovered in eastern Germany in 1934. Instantly, the regime was keen to apply its heavily racialized belief system to the discovery and hail it as a male Aryan ancestor. But they were mistaken, and the bad Duremberg shaman, as she became known, is ever more fascinating as a result. Last year, the British Museum ran, in my opinion, one of its greatest ever exhibitions, The World of Stonehenge. The long-running event sought to capture the essence of the historical and ritual environment preceding and following the construction of the stone circle and highlight the interconnectedness of the prehistoric world. One of the stars of this show for me was the bad Duremberg shaman, or rather the ritual roe deer headdress and bone items she wore when she was buried. She was buried upright in a crouched position, along with a baby aged between four and six months. Both bodies were covered with ceremonial red ochre, and one of the richest arrays of European Mesolithic grave goods ever discovered. The arrangement included tortoise and freshwater mussel shells, and an incredible container fashioned from the leg bone of a crane that held fine microliths that could be used as stone arrow tips or knife blades. There were numerous bone and tooth items which were ornamental and perforated, and were made from the bones of bison, wild boar and deer. Experts believe they may have been attached to a necklace or belt. Turning to the remains of the shaman herself, a 2006 study and subsequent investigations have revealed intriguing details about her physiology, which may have had profound outward effects on her appearance and mannerisms. These pronounced and potentially involuntary responses would have marked her out, and could have led to her elevation as a shaman, who her community may have believed was able to communicate with spirits. The study was entitled The Burial of Bad Duremberg, Central Germany, Osteopathology and Osteoarchaeology of a Late Mesolithic Shaman's Grave, and was conducted by Martin Poor and Kurt W. Alt. It was published in the International Journal of Osteoarchaeology. As part of its preamble, the paper read, Shamanic belief systems, the earliest form of religious practice, emerged during the Upper Paleolithic and Mesolithic periods, and are still common today amongst hunter-gatherer and small-scale agricultural communities. Archaeologically, shamanism is typically identified via rock art and specific types of burial practices. Rich burials suggest that shamans enjoyed a high status among these groups, similar to that of social leaders. While shamanic burials have been identified from the mid-upper Paleolithic onwards, none of the burials that predate the Mesolithic have preserved evidence of any form of shamanic costume. It then goes on to describe the richness of the burial before describing the nature of the particular skeletal abnormalities of the woman. It read, The isolated burial of Bad Duremberg is one of the richest Mesolithic graves in Europe. Although it was excavated in the 1930s, new spectacular anthropological and archaeological evidence has emerged during a recent re-study. Firstly, we present here the results of an anthropological re-evaluation of certain features of the skull base and the foramen magnum. Our work has clearly established that the observable features are caused by an anatomical variation that also includes an atler anomaly. This developmental variation possibly caused various neuropathological symptoms. The Bad Duremberg burial consequently represents a unique case of the possible interpretation of abnormal behaviours in a shamanistic fashion in a prehistoric context. It then goes into anatomical specifics and their potential consequences. Although the study does caveat these points by stating that about a third of all individuals with atloposterior arch defects are asymptomatic. However, it continued, the literature also contains a large number of possible neurological disorders that could be caused by variations comparable to the bad Duremberg case. 
Tillman and Tondury, 1998, have stated that an asymmetric fusion of parts of the atlas to the occipital bone not only results in an irregular form and reduced size of the foramen magnum, but very often in neuropathological conditions. The latter apparently can take a large number of different forms. The most straightforward consequences are temporary severe pains of the head, neck and shoulder region. Kohler and Zimmer, 1989, reported that a posterior C1 variation resulted in temporary paresthesia and abnormal sensations of the body such as numbness, itching, tingling or burning. Patients have reported that these sensations can feel like snakes or ants crawling over or even under the skin, a condition that is known as formication. Tyrell and Benedict's 2004 mentioned ataxia of the limbs as the most common modern clinical presentation of cranial vertebral anomalies. Instability of the cranial cervical junction may also have caused a compromise or compression of the brainstem and the medulla oblongata with respective symptoms. The latter might have affected all forms of perception resulting in nystagmus or involuntary rapid jerky eye movement or diplopy seeing double. Further research is needed to estimate the exact relevance of these clinical conditions. This also applies to the possible consequences of the abnormal course of the arteria vertebralis with respect to interruptions of the blood flow into the brain. It added, nevertheless, even at this stage it is clear that the craniovertebral variation in the adult bad Durenberg individual was possibly not trivial. In relation to the extraordinary nature of the burial, one can indeed speculate if the observation of unusual features in this individual contributed to her social status. In relation to the social interpretation of the Bad Durenberg case, we regard it as highly significant that striking similarities exist between some of the above-mentioned conditions and clinical descriptions of experiences of altered states of consciousness. Lewis Williams, 1997, summarised some of this evidence and reported that tingling, pricking and burning sensations may be experienced in various parts of the body, the scalp, neck, shoulders, sternum, the outside of the arms, hands and feet, stomach and the front of the upper legs. While these sensations are most often compared to electricity by Western subjects, other individuals interpret their experiences as the movement of small animals or insects on or under the skin. The study also intimates that these possible physiological differences would have been observed since childhood and therefore may have meant that the shaman was seen as being capable of communicating with spirits or entering altered states from an early age. It is possible that her ability to enter these states in a natural rather than initiatory way may have meant that she would have been revered and possibly feared by the community at large. The study read, as the craniovertebral variation was a consequence of a developmental irregularity, peculiar conditions in the behaviour of the woman were either observed from an early age or only presented themselves when adulthood was attained. Given the flexible and variable nature of the previously mentioned experiences, it is difficult to estimate the amount of control the individual was able to exercise over her conditions. The involuntary and temporary loss of control over body movements, ataxia, in this individual could have been interpreted as a possession by spirits by herself, as well as others. Similarly, she might indeed have been able to master her conditions over the course of the years. The study concluded, the recent re-examination of the Mesolithic burial of Bad Durenberg, which was excavated more than 70 years ago, has produced some extraordinary results. They allow new insights into the life, material, culture and ideas of the last hunter-gatherers of Central Europe. We have presented here new anthropological as well as archaeological aspects of the osteological materials of this burial. Some of these pieces of evidence, as well as their possible causal relationships, are preliminary at the moment. These aspects have to be evaluated in a larger comparative study and a more detailed analysis of the complete inventory in the future.
However, the striking simultaneous occurrence of these elements in the context of this exceptional burial of the Central European Mesolithic demands at least a preliminary explanation. Therefore, we suggest that this burial indeed has to be interpreted as a shaman's burial on the basis of the anatomical variations that can be observed in the craniovertebral junction of the adult skeleton. The consequent neurological distortions caused the experience of variations of altered states of consciousness in the woman, which were interpreted in terms of shamanistic abilities, and ultimately led to the extraordinary social significance of her life and death. The Bad Durenberg burial does not explain the origins of shamanism, nor does it provide a general key to an understanding of this phenomenon. It presents unique lines of evidence which suggest that in a prehistoric context mental or physical peculiarity could be interpreted in terms of shamanistic abilities and were highly valued by the respective society. Radiocarbon dating indicates that the Bad Durenberg burial took place around 8,500 years ago when the Doggerland land bridge that linked Great Britain to mainland Europe was largely intact. This was also a time when another Mesolithic site at Starkar in Yorkshire was still being visited. Starkar also saw the discovery of an antlered headdress, although this was larger than the Bad Durenberg example. Both headdresses were featured in the World of Stonehenge exhibition because they demonstrated the beliefs and special practices that were an integral part of the lives of the hunter-gatherers in this vast landscape. The exhibition said that coming to terms with their place in nature may also have inspired hunter-gatherers' first activities in areas like Stonehenge and similar locations. That's it for this video. Don't forget to like, share and most importantly subscribe. And you can also support the channel on Subscribestar via the link in the description. Thanks for watching. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Hidden History Podcast with me, Paul Christian. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and share.